the 5th of October, 2006, episode number 50. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Rookie Designer is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. There's one key element to design that we've kind of talked about in relation to our other duties, but really have yet to have singled it out and shown its importance. Today we're going to discuss communication and how it ties into many of the facets of acquiring and holding on to a design job, as well as growing into a great designer. Short on time? Check out the One Minute Tip, a collection of short podcasted tips, interviews, quick starts, and videos covering the technologies we use every day. A great little podcast to wedge between the minutes of your busy day. Check out the One Minute Tip at www.oneminutetip.com. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. I think I made a small mention of this before, but uh, we are getting up there in the episodes. This is number 50. And when we get to number 52, that's basically what I'm calling my one year, since, of course, there's 52 weeks in a year. And we do this on a weekly basis for the most part. Um, I had mentioned before that the feed, the file for the actual feed, which directs your... Uh, your aggregator to go get the files is actually getting kind of big because there's that many episodes on there. And one thing that happens in iTunes, if your feed file gets too big, uh, I'm not sure what happens. It might actually break the whole thing. Uh, it might just kick out some of the episodes, but it might break the whole thing. And obviously we don't want that to happen. So at some point in the near future, I'm probably going to be forced to take some of the episodes off of the feed, which means they're not going to be available to you on the website. And I'm still kind of throwing around some ideas of what to do when I get to this point. Um, cause I might take, I might actually take off the first 10 or 20 episodes. So my first piece of advice to you is to go and download those episodes. If you have not done so yet, if you haven't had a chance to listen to them and you're still going back through the archives and listening to them, go back and download those right now. Uh, before they before they disappear and you'll have them for yourself. Another idea that I thought about is actually selling CDs with the, uh, I guess, the first half season, which would be something like 1 through 25 or 26. And uh, if, if somebody wants to send me an email, adam at rookiedesigner.com, anybody wants to send me some feedback or put something up in the forums telling me whether you'd be interested in purchasing that, uh, I'm not going to be doing this to make money. And it's not going to be like fancy packaging or anything like that. It's going to basically be me burning it on a disc for you. I will do it for the uh, for the postage, the cost of the postage. So if you don't have a chance to download them, maybe you don't have the room to download them or something, and you'd rather just buy it on a disc for the cost of the ship of whatever it costs for me to ship it to you, I'd definitely be happy to do that as well, as long as it doesn't turn into a huge project for me. But just know that uh, very soon. Probably in the next couple of weeks or so, I am going to be taking some of those old episodes down so that our feed file doesn't get too big and get completely messed up by iTunes. Uh, 
and I'm not sure if you can hear that or not, but there's lots of very loud planes going by right now, so I apologize for that. We're going to keep our little promotion going, which is the Tell a Friend promotion, and that's you promoting me. Basically, uh, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm, I'm in it to teach other people what I know about design, and hopefully they're learning something. Hopefully you guys are learning something. If you do like the show, please tell your friends about it. Anybody who's interested in design, whether they're involved in it yet or not, whether they're even going to school for it yet or not, maybe they're just thinking about a career in design, probably be a good thing for them to listen to a couple of these and maybe get an idea if that's really the direction they want to go in. But if you have coworkers, you have friends at school, just friends in general that you think could benefit from this podcast, please tell them. And uh, this really goes in in lieu of the voting, the whole voting process. Uh, as you may have known, if you listen to the last few of them, I've kind of given up on the whole podcast alley thing. You still can vote for me if you want to by going to the website, rookiedesigner.com slash rookie. You should know the drill by now. If you don't, don't worry about it. Just go ahead and tell your friends instead. And I think that uh, we'll profit more from that than some popularity contest held on a website. Our sponsorship is now over, or I should say it's over for now. Uh, there is a possibility that that sponsor could be picking us up for another month. I think that's highly unlikely, but you never know. If you guys helped me out and, and clicked on the banner a bunch of times, maybe they'll uh, have some interest in doing that. But basically, for, for the time being, it's over. You will notice that I took off the banner from the website because basically this thing goes on a, they were paying me on a per download basis. So basically what happens now is they're not paying me still for this month. So obviously I'm going to take down the banner. Also, I'm kind of undecided as to what I'm going to do with the episodes. Now they already made their money off the certain amount of downloads that happened while they were advertising with me. But if we go, go to the future and uh, they're actually not working with me anymore, and their ads are still in my episodes, they're actually still benefiting from that, and they're not paying me for it again. So if that's what happens, if they actually don't re-up with me, I'm probably going to go back and uh, eliminate those ads from the older episodes. So, um, you know, because that's not fair to me, right? I've, I've already been paid for a certain amount of downloads, Anything above and beyond that, if I'm not getting paid for it, I really don't want to be advertising that company because, you know, it's it's not a company that I want to advertise for just out of the goodness of my heart. This was a, a money proposition, but at least we got to make some money off of it. Anyways, enough about that. We have a contest. We have a contest to finish. That's right. I'm ready to actually pick the winners finally for this. So uh, one thing I want to say in advance here is... And, and, it kind of relates to the topic at hand of communication. You really have to be able to communicate with other people. And to do that, it's give and take. You got to listen. You got to follow instructions. Now, one of the things that I said when, when I said, send me your entries for the contest, I said, send me your idea. Of course, everybody did that or else they wouldn't be entered in the contest. I also said to send me a physical address so that I could send you your prizes if you are the winner. And there were quite a few of you that didn't include this information. Now, I was going to be a hard ass and say, well, anybody who didn't give me the information that I needed, I'm just going to throw them out of the contest. They're not going to be able to win. But I'm a nicer guy than that. So I figured, 
Well, I'll give them one last chance. If they are the winner, then I will email them and ask them their address. But just just be weary of this. I mean, especially when you get into uh, interview situations where you might have to take some kind of small test or just any any situation where you really need to be listening for instructions or listening on how to do something, which is pretty much any job you're ever going to have, you have to be attentive to that because if you don't follow instructions well, you're not going to be holding that job for very long. So that's my uh, little rant on that one. All right, let's pick some names for the contest. The first thing I'm going to be picking for with my very scientific process of little folded up pieces of paper and a hat. First one is for the pen. This is a Photoshop CS2 pen, which has a little retractable, uh, what would you call it? It has a really, uh, a retractable little piece of paper that comes out of it that has all the key commands that you'd need for Photoshop CS2. So it comes in very handy. Keep it around your desk. And if you ever need to know the key commands, well, then you'll have them right there with you. All right, let's pick a name. And the winner of the pin is Kitty. And Kitty, as you may or may not know, is actually one of the administrators of our forum. So congrats to her. She lives in Guatemala. The next two prizes we have are magazine packs. And these include the most recent Layers magazine, as well as the first ever Illustrator Techniques newsletter. So let's pick some names for that. And the first winner is Chris Kataya. I think that's how you say it. Hopefully I'm not butchering that. And Chris Kataya, uh, I didn't write down exactly where everybody's from, but that is a winner here in the U.S. So congrats on that. And we have one more to pick for the magazines. And our next winner is Josh Foltz. And he is also living here in the U.S. Um, all right, so that leaves us with the grand prize, which was a book. It's the Photoshop World 2006 official book, which includes notes and tutorials from pretty much all of the classes in 2000 in Photoshop World 2006. So to this winner, if you weren't able to go to that conference, which I don't think many of you did, um, this will be a great prize. All right, and the winner of the book is Stella Brown. And Stella Brown also lives here in the United States. So there you go. I want to thank everybody that participated in the contest and sent me ideas. They were all very, very good ones. And uh, we'll definitely be going through those in, in the next uh, months to come. And let me just say also that it doesn't always have to be a contest. If you ever think of a good idea, something that you'd like to learn about, something you'd like to hear about on the show, definitely don't hesitate to send it to me. Adam at rookiedesigner.com. Uh, you might not get a prize for it, but you will get the satisfaction of uh, hearing a, a Rookie Designer podcast about it and uh, being able to learn a little bit more about that, hopefully. But thank you, everybody that uh, participated in this contest. And for those of you that won, congratulations, and I hope you enjoy the prizes that you're going to be receiving in the mail very soon. All right. So today we're going to be talking about communication. And I recently read a book, and I'm not going to get into the specifics of this book yet, because this was actually a book that somebody sent me, and I'm going to have the author on the show as an interview, and we can talk more about the book then, so I'm not going to get into lots of details. But it really has many of the same topics in it that we discuss here on Ricky Designer, which was the reason they sent it to me in the first place. 
And uh, well, I read through that book and there were very, very good topics in there. Very good things to to pay attention to and learn from. But it was really one point that I picked up from that 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 really inspired me to make this particular episode. And I think it was actually from, there's a lot of interviews in that book of different designers and business owners and stuff like that. And I think it was just a, one of the responses from one of these people. It was like a one-liner thing that, that really brought this topic to my attention. And, and the thing was, is communication is a topic that can really be easy to be taken for granted because it's something that you have to do over and over again every day. Even in a, a job where you're not a designer, you have to communicate with people. So it's it's something you might not always think about as being that really important thing because you, sometimes you don't think about it at all. You just do it. And really, this is too important of a topic to pass up because if you're not a good communicator, you're going to have a hard time uh, making it in the business world or in, in any job, basically. So the first question to ask yourself is, are you a good communicator? And the answer, hopefully, is yes. And if the answer is not yes, then I think the next question for you should be, am I right to be a designer? Because as a designer, your primary function is to communicate with people. You're communicating with them through many different mediums. Of course, it's not always going to be actually communicating like talking to somebody or writing to somebody. Sometimes it's through your artwork. And you really have to be able to convey messages and themes and sometimes even emotions through your design, through your artwork or your layouts or your web pages or anything like that. Video, audio, everything that we do, we're, we're basically conveying some type of message to somebody. We're communicating to them in a certain way, on a certain level. So if you're not a good communicator, you're going to have a hard time being a good designer. You really have to detach yourself from that computer and say, okay, and that's what we do. That's We've talked about this many times. What do we do when we first start a project? First of all, we're going to brainstorm, whether that means picking up a pencil and paper and jotting things down or drawing little sketches, thumbnails, anything like that. The first thing that we have to do is think about how we're going to execute, how we're going to solve this design problem that's been put before us. And basically what you're doing right there is you're figuring out how you're going to communicate the message that you want to get across. So again, if you can't do that, you're going to have a hard time. You can't just jump on the computer and make some crazy graphics from tutorials that you've read out of a book or watched a video on. It's not always going to work that way. You have to have some thought behind what you're doing. So how do you get better as a communicator? I'd say the main thing here is to really understand people. And that's a pretty broad topic. It's pretty general, but that's what we're doing. We need to understand how people work, how they think about things, what interests them, and what gets to them. Uh, sometimes it's not always pleasing the people. Sometimes it's kind of getting under their skin and getting their attention that way. So you really just have to know how people tick. Now, in the last episode which was, of course, all about myself and going through school and stuff, I talked a little bit about general education and the fact that most people don't really like it. They don't enjoy it, and they don't really see the purpose of it while they're in the classes. But later on in life, you kind of look back and you say, well, that was actually a good experience. That, that taught me a lot of things, maybe not about 
exactly what I wanted to learn about at that point, but a lot of things about life and a lot of things about people. And this is where these things come in very, very handy. Classes such as critical thinking, which I think most everybody has to take, or any kind of philosophy class like that, can really give you a lot of insights on how people think, how they deal with different situations. Uh, history classes also. You're looking back on history, you're seeing how people, they might be people in power, they might not, they might be people that have no power at all. You're seeing how they deal with the different situations, the different things that came at them in their life. Uh, a lot of the science classes can actually show you, uh, obviously, more on a, on a different scale how people interact with different situations, why they do the things that they do, why they like things, why they dislike things. Uh, it's, it's really more intense than, than a critical thinking class, but again, it can show you why people are the way that they are. And even more general than that, I think just the fact of going to school and being in a social environment where you're interacting with different people all the time, and when you get to know those people, you, you get to know the inner workings of them and how what makes them tick, basically, why they choose the, way, the things that they choose, why they like what they like, and so on. And really, if you've gone to a university or even a community college, you're really going to get this because you're not only interacting with people of di different ethnicities, but you're probably also going to be, but you're probably also going to be inundated with people, fuck, exposed, but you're probably also going to be exposed to people from a very wide range of age. Uh, I know when I was going to community college, there was pretty much in all of my classes that I had, there was always going to be at least a couple of people that were pretty old. And when I'm saying that, I'm not trying to bag on anybody, but they were in their like 60s or something like that. And it's people that just wanted to go back and get an education or maybe maybe the times had passed them up a little bit and they needed to get a, a new, break into a new career and learn new things. But you're going to find that a lot in in colleges that... There's going to be, if you're like my age, I'm about 31, you're going to find that there's a lot of people younger than you, people straight out of high school, and there's also going to be a lot of people much older than you. And this is where you really get that mix and you, and you get to see how these people interact in a classroom, how they interact with other people, and again, what they like, what they don't like, how they react to situations. And it's something that's that's really going to benefit you in the long run. Again, even though it might not seem like it's that helpful while you're going through it, because let's face it, you didn't get into school to study history or to study science. You got in to study artwork. So at the time, it's going to maybe seem like a waste of your time, but definitely it's going to uh, help you out in the long run. The Keys to the Game, brought to you by techpodcast.com. Our key commands for today are to group and ungroup objects. And this, I believe, is pretty universal throughout the creative suite. And really, this should be second nature to you. I think everybody knows the uh, key commands for copy and paste, the command or control C and command, and con command or control V. This should really be that easy for you because grouping is something you're going to find yourself doing a lot in the Creative Suite applications. So to group on the Mac, we're going to press Command G and on the PC, Control G. To ungroup on the Mac, we're going to press Command Shift and G. 
and on the PC, Control, Shift, and G. Put those in the old memory bank. One thing I forgot to touch on that I wanted to talk about in the last section, when we were talking about actually knowing people and, and getting to know what they like in order for us to create a design that, that really catches their eye, not everybody's going to know everything about who your audience is. And this is just a fact that we have to face. And that's why certain things like focus groups exist. And this is where they bring a, a chunk of the population in and they're going to give them either different questions or they're going to basically test them out to see what they, how they respond to a certain product. And this is a very common thing in the business world when people are, are bringing out uh, either new products or new and improved products or, or what have you, when they just want to get some information about how people react to things. So it's not always going to be that you have to know exactly what people want. You're just taking your best educated guess on what's going to excite them, what's going to catch their eye and actually make them maybe read the copy that goes along with the artwork that you provided. So that's it on that one. Next, I wanted to get into a more general topic, and that is communication in a couple of different ways, but that relates more to, first of all, you start off in school, but also moving into the job into the business world to get your job, to keep your job, and as we said at the beginning, to become a better designer. So the first thing is written communication. And this is a sore spot for some people. And in most respects, it's not going to matter a whole lot because we are designers, we're not copywriters. If you're a copywriter, obviously you have to be very good with, uh, with the pen, as they say. You got, to be, uh, you got to be a good writer. But as a designer you're not going to be responsible for writing that copy. You just have to put it in the layout somehow, maybe spell check it and make sure there's no errors that way. But you also need to make sure that you have uh, a couple of things, a couple of skills. The first one is grammar. And there are things, we all know that Word has like a grammar check to go along with its spell check. And that's going to help you in most cases uh, if you're really bad. But if you are really bad, uh, it's it's really going to be more of a pain in the ass to go through that than to actually learn how to write. Now, most people that went through college, you had to have some kind of English classes and, and all this kind of stuff. Or I guess maybe not English if you're not in the U.S., but you have some kind of language classes, some kind of classes that teach you correct grammar, teach you how to write. And while this might not seem all that important in your design job, it's it's very important for a couple of things. First of all, expressing ideas to other people. Sometimes you actually have to write things up to uh, to be able to express your ideas and be able to act on them. And a perfect example of this would be a job proposal. If you're freelancing and say a client is taking bids from certain people, you're going to have to be able to write up a little job proposal that tells why you would be the best person for the job what kind of course of action you're going to take. And if this is just riddled with grammar errors, you're not going to be picked. And this might seem a little bit unfair because you're not actually, you know, writing a paper, you're doing some kind of design and it really doesn't have that much to do with it, but it makes you seem unintelligent if you're not able to write. You also have to be able to express very clear thoughts. And this is something, again, that's going to uh, be very important if you're writing a job proposal also, if you're writing a cover letter, if you're writing a cover letter, you're trying to explain to this company 
that you've done a little research on them. You really like what they do. Uh, you're excited about the opportunities that you'll have with their company. And again, if you can't get these thoughts of, across in a clear manner, and if there's grammar problems with your with your cover letter or your job proposal, then it's pretty much going to go in the trash. You're not even going to get a chance to get to the interview or to get to the to get to the meeting, uh, talking to the client to try and get the job. Another good example that you might not readily think of, if you're going to start a freelance business. And let's say you need a little bit of money to get you going. You need to apply for maybe a business loan. You're going to, in some cases, you're actually going to have to write up a business plan. And this has to be, again, expressing clear thoughts and ideas of how you're, what plan of action you're actually going to use to get this business up and off the ground. Otherwise, they're not going to give you any money. If you, uh, if you just jot some notes down on a, on a post-it note and hand them that, obviously, that shows that you're not organized. That shows that you don't have a good business sense. And uh, of course, that was the extreme. But again, if you if you can't do these simple things, then it's it's really going to be a hindrance to you. Now, if you can't write, if you're not very good at writing, which I, I pointed out, many people aren't really strong writers. In that case, you really should have someone proof, read over, Maybe give you some feedback on how to write a better cover letter or job proposal or whatever it is that you're writing. And in some cases, maybe they could even write it for you. Now, the big exception here, I, I don't want this to be me trying to tell you to pass your work on to someone else. That's definitely not what I'm saying here, because sooner or later, it's going to come back to bite you in the ass. So you want to make sure that if somebody else writes something for you, if they're writing a job proposal for you, if they're writing a cover letter for you because they're better than you at it, make sure that they're only writing it. Make sure they're not thinking for you. You still have to come up with the thoughts and ideas and, and you have to come up with the content for this thing. All they're doing is putting it in into clear thoughts on a page. Make sure that they're, they're not writing it for you because let's say you write a nice cover letter or they write it for you and you're not actually the one that came up with the thoughts that go into this, and you actually get that job. And now the employer comes to talk to you about something, and maybe they even make you write up some kind of, uh, I don't know, some kind of project details uh, as to how you're going to go about getting through this project and solving the design problem, and now you can't do it because you didn't do it in the first place. They think you have these skills already, but you didn't because you let somebody else do it. So long story short, don't do that. Make sure there's still your thoughts coming from you. Um, that's just kind of a, a last ditch effort. If you really suck at writing, maybe you can have somebody else turn your thoughts into something more presentable that you can turn in. The second key talent that you're going to need is oral communication. And this really comes in handy in many occasions, as we'll see here very quickly. And going back to the whole school thing, I believe another requirement of general education is to take a speech class. And for, for most people, this is a pretty painful class. Most people don't like getting up in front of people and speaking. Uh, speaking in front of just a small group of people is pretty horrifying for some people, much less actually getting up in front of a large group of people and talking. And uh, it's something that you really just have to get used to over time, and it does become easier. But, you know, there's, there's still always that uh, you get those butterflies before you do it. And it's perfectly normal, but 
You just gotta have, you're gonna have to learn how to do it. But more than that, it's, it's kind of like the written communication where you have to be able to express your thoughts, express the message that you're trying to convey to people without completely fumbling over your words. Some good examples of where this is going to come in very handy. Of course, the interview. If you can't communicate what you want out of the job or what you're expecting out of them, or obviously you're going to have to answer lots of questions. If you can't do that, then there's no way you're getting that job. Another example is when you go for your portfolio review, when they're actually looking at your pieces and you're trying to explain, a lot of people are going to make you explain what went into the thought behind your different designs. You have to tell them, first of all, how you made it, what inspired you to to use the colors or the design that you used, all that kind of stuff. You have to be able to communicate with them that way. And that one's really, really important because that directly relates to your job. If you can't even tell them how you came to a certain design for a portfolio piece, then how are they going to expect you to be able to tell them your plans for solving a design problem for something that they give you? So again, pretty important stuff. Another one is presentations. And this could be presentations for just your workers, presentations to uh, an art director. Like we just said, you have to explain what you're going to do before you get the go-ahead to do it. Uh, It could be communicating just with your workers. You're working on the same project together. You have to be able to communicate to let people know so that there's no mix-ups. You don't start doing something completely different or maybe working on the same exact thing. Uh, Another one is uh, with customers too, though. If you get into some of the higher up positions, you might actually be asked to present your ideas to the customers. When you get in those preliminary stages of design, you're going to have to go and show them. It's, it's your job to really point out which directions you think that they should go. And from there, they'll either choose or they'll trash all your ideas and tell you to do it again. But you have to have those, uh, those good oral communication skills to be able to present it in a way that that's appealing to them so that maybe you can actually talk them into picking one of the designs that you've already made so that you don't have to go back and start all over again. So very important in that respect. And finally, just your basic relations. Again, you have to explain your ideas to some people, whether it be your art director, your boss, or just people that you work with, or maybe you're in a a position where you're actually sourcing out work to to someone below you, you have to be able to explain instructions very clearly, especially if that person is maybe new to design. You're going to have to explain things very well, and you're going to have to communicate with them that way. Uh, If you're going to ask for a raise, you obviously have to be able to uh, talk your way into this one because it's not always the easiest thing to ask for, and you need to uh, make sure that you're able to communicate the reasons why you think that you should get a raise. Otherwise, you're not going to get it. More generally, just making sure that you're not pissing people off. You you want to make sure that you're able to talk to people and not say the wrong things. Make sure that you're you're saying things that are going to keep them happy, whether you're actually the boss of somebody or you're working underneath somebody. You got to have good relationships with these people, and it's best to to be able to communicate with with them without making them angry at you going to make your job a lot easier. And uh, well, the communications are really the key to your job here. And I think we've pointed out many different ways in which that's true. 
Now that's what I call a rookie mistake. Our mistake tip for today is directly related to the topic of communication. And to be good at communication, there's really give and take. I think I said that at the beginning. So not only do you have to be good at writing and speaking, but you also have to be good at listening. And, uh, oh yeah, I did actually talk about this when I was talking about the people who entered the contest but didn't listen to all the directions. This is key, because if you can't follow directions, you're going to find this if you go go up on monster.com and look for a job, any kind of job, doesn't even have to be design, look at the requirements, and most of them are going to say needs to be able to follow directions and also needs to be able to uh, communicate orally and written well, whatever. But the uh, following directions thing is big because when you're learning a new job, you have to be able to follow directions to be able to learn how to do that job. So just make sure you're paying attention when you're supposed to be paying attention. I know sometimes you get through long meetings and stuff like that and it becomes harder, but if it's something that's uh, directly reflecting on your job, something that you need to learn how to do, then definitely pay attention and uh, be a good listener. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have a website that was actually shown to me by Kitty, who again is one of the administrators on our forums. And thank you very much for doing that. And thank you also to Marco, who does that as well. These guys uh, definitely keep our forum clean. There's been a lot of spammers getting up there lately, putting up, a, putting up a bunch of junk, and they've been catching them right off the bat. So thanks, you guys, for that. We're able to eliminate that. But she showed me this uh, website. It's called LinkedIn, and that's at linkedin.com. And this is basically just a humongous tool for networking. It's a great thing. I really haven't had the time to get in there and use all of the functionality yet. But I have linked up with a few people, and that's basically what, why it's called LinkedIn, I guess. You link up with all these different people. So if I link up, I linked up with Kitty, and she was already linked up with a bunch of other people. So I now have a connection with those people as well. So as you can see, it's very easy to build a big network of people that you can uh, interact with. And a couple of people already have, I think we found it from the forum. I think she put it up on the forum. A couple people have linked up to me as well from just listening to the show. So if you want to do that, you definitely can. I believe there's a way to uh, search for people. So if you just search for me on the website, then you should be able to find me. If not, shoot me an email and we'll try and hook that up as well. But um, just a good way to network with some people and uh, maybe get some people going that have the same interests as you and the same occupation as you. So check that out if you have some time. I probably sound like a broken record by now, but I just want to mention it one more time. Please tell your friends about this podcast. That's how we're actually growing the community. We, uh, we're having several downloads, several thousand downloads of each episode now, which is excellent. Uh, we have almost 350 people in the forum now, which is great. Great people uh, exchanging ideas and helping each other out with problems. And it's, it's just a great thing. And I'm very surprised that it got this big, but I just want to keep growing it as much as we can. So make sure you tell your friends, anyone who is interested in design, tell them about the podcast. If they don't know how to subscribe, please tell them how to do so. There's still a lot of people out there that don't know about podcasts 
or maybe they just heard of them and they don't really know how to go about getting them. So make sure that you help them out with that if they need the help. Also, make sure you go download some of the old shows. Pretty soon, I think at least number 1 through 20 is going to come off of the feed. Therefore, they're not going to be available anymore. So if you want to go get those, and if you haven't listened to them, or if you just want to save them for later, definitely go back and download those and keep them somewhere on your system. And again, if you want to send me some feedback on whether you'd be interested in purchasing a disc with those old episodes on it, please send me an email, adam at rookiedesigner.com, and let me know your feelings on that. Again, I'm not going to do this to make money. I'm going to do it basically... Uh, it'll be as much as it costs to send the disc to you. That's how much you'll pay. And that's it. But uh, let me know your feelings on that. And if you need to contact me for any reason, you can send me an email at adam at rookiedesigner.com. You can Skype me at username titanstrides. Or you can use the call-in line 619-573-4043. And don't forget the one and the country code if you're calling outside the United States. But you can use that as well. It goes to the same voicemail that the Skype goes to. And you won't be talking to me. You'll be leaving me a message on that thing, just so you know. You can check us out on MySpace, myspace.com slash rookie designer. Got lots of friends up there to interact with as well. You can network that way on MySpace. A lot of people use it for that. And last but certainly not least, you can go to the forums. If you're not registered already, please do so. Like I said, there's about 350 people up there to interact with, get some questions answered, or just uh, shoot the bull with them. All right, that's pretty much all I got for this one. Again, congratulations to those of you who won the prizes. They will be in the mail ASAP. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, new listeners and old listeners. And if you are a new listener, please take my advice and go grab those old episodes while you can. All right, that's about it. And, uh, well, I just want everybody to remember that everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's
It's bound to lose you soon.